0: Thanks for listening to Parkview on the go. No matter where you're from, what your story is, or where you are on your spiritual journey, you belong here and we want to help you take a step toward God. If at any point along the way you feel like you want to have a conversation about faith, life, and where God might be leading you next, you can let us know at parkviewchurch.com slash next steps. That's parkviewchurch.com slash next steps. We hope this content encourages you to continue becoming the person God created you to be. Enjoy the service. Well, hey everyone, so glad that you are with us this weekend. Why don't we stand up together? We'd love to sing along with you. Worship our great God for who He is, for what He's done. Let's lift our voice. Sing along with us. You're seated
1: on the throne of mercy. The glory shining bright for all to see. Oh God, I will praise You. Magnificent with grace unending, You rescue us with love that never fails. Oh, God, I will praise you. Who is locked the door?
0: so good to sing with you guys this weekend, and uh, you know, we're about to sing a song that actually is a fairly old song. Uh, This song was written in 1873, and yet the church continues to sing this song for all of time. Our worship is always full of story, right? Reminding us, reminding you, reminding me of who God is and what He's done, and even who you and I are in light of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in this world that demands our attention and wants to tell you who you are based on what you have, your most interesting job or the most money, you know, the coolest title, Jesus is desiring to cut right through that and to tell you the most important thing about you is that you're known and you're wanted and you're loved by him. This is our story. This is our song. Sing this with us. Our story, sing it with us. Oh, this is my story. go ahead and pray together, shall we? Father, thank you that that is exactly what you have done. You've stepped into our world. Uh, You have called us your own. We are known and loved by you, and that is something we celebrate today. God, thank you for saving us from our sin, for giving us a place with you one day forever. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Go ahead and grab a seat.
2: Well, thank you, worship team. Well, What's going on everyone and welcome to Parkview. My name is Kevin. I'm one of the pastors around here and if you're here for your very first time, I want to give you a special welcome. We are glad to have you here. If you're out on the patio, out in the lobby, online, good to have you here as well. This is a very big church and it can feel like that sometimes. Maybe a little bit paralyzing of what to do next, where to get plugged in, what's going on week to week. The best spot for you to go to figure that out is to parkviewchurch.com slash this week. We've got all the things going on around the church that's happening week to week and we'd love for you to stay In stride with us. The reason we even have that resource is because we're a church that talks a lot about next steps. We believe everyone on their journey with Jesus, every single person in this room has a next step. Even if you're not quite sure where you're at on that journey, maybe you're not even sure you want to be on that journey and it freaks you out a little bit, everyone has a next step. Maybe it's getting plugged into some community, jumping into a small group, maybe just jumping in with one of our serving teams. We have so many ways for you to get connected. And I was chatting with one of my friends a few weeks ago, who I met a few years back when she went away to college. And she just got back. She moved back earlier this summer and was like, all right, I need some community. I'm getting kind of tired of living at home. I have a feeling her family is probably getting tired of having her back home, to be honest with you as well. She's like, what do I do? How do I get connected? And I said, all right, we've got a young adult small group that meets every Tuesday night in this area. I'd love for you to get plugged in with them. And just last week, she called me aside. She was like, Kevin, I cannot tell you how much of a godsend it is to have people just to talk to about life and just have conversation, have community. It has literally changed my life as I've come home from school. And maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you just need some community, and we'd love to come alongside you in that. Parkview's got a lot of resources in that because this is a very generous church filled with some generous people. And we believe that we have a calling just to bring Jesus into a world that very much needs it right now, and we'd love for you to partner alongside us in that ministry. If giving is something you've thought about doing and you'd like to start doing, one of the best ways for you to do this online. That link I shared with you earlier, parkviewchurchcom slash this week. You can find all the ways to give online or out any of the doors. We've got giving boxes on your way out. Now, one of the ways we get to do ministry because of your generosity is with a program called Rooted. I talk about Rooted very often because it's something that I think is a very special thing that we do here at Parkview. It is a 10-week small group faith discipleship experience that allows you a chance just to sit with some people we're in the same stage of life as you and just have conversation that maybe is just slightly beneath the surface of what we're used to in day-to-day life and obviously i'm biased so i'll let my friend share a little bit about rooted with you now
0: i was introduced to rooted by my wonderful husband and on and off throughout my life i tried different churches different religions even nothing prepares you when you become a parent to be able to answer the question from your children about god about jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I learned how to answer those questions for our family.
2: Rooted had a tremendous impact on me. I grew up in a very religious family, and they kind of like led with their own ideas of how Christianity should be. And going through the 10 weeks of Rooted, I learned many of the fundamental Christianity tenets, and it was completely different from what I had known before. And weeks after that, I was telling people, And they were kind of like, yeah, we get get that already. We understand that. But for me, it was new. Rooted is a great way to not only grow in your faith, but also just grow in some community with those around you. If it's something you're interested in, we've got a Rooted booth right out those doors. We'd love to answer any questions you have. It kicks off Thursday, September 9th, every night on Thursday night for 10 weeks, and we'd love to have you jump in with us. But until then, we've got another week of our very exciting sermon series, At the Movies. Pastor Tim's got a great message from us. And before we get into that, I just wanted to ask, I'm guessing some of you might just wonder what goes on in the life of Pastor Tim Harlow when he's not up on stage on the weekend. Our creative team asked themselves the same question. And if you think Todd Clark is amazing, just wait until you see this. I hear
1: you call my name, and it feels like.
3: We have a hulk.
4: What are you doing, dude? Oh, I must have fallen asleep. Sleep later. Preach now. I had, a, I had a dream. I had a vision. Something about all the Avengers and, and Madonna. Madonna? Well, take that thing off, get some water on your face, and let's go. I'm not taking it off, Bill. I am Iron
2: Man. Oh, boy.
5: have a plan six stones three teams one shot five years ago we lost all of us look out for each other this is the fight of our lives and we're gonna win whatever it takes
3: good luck He's pretty good, that.
0: Right? Falling too fast to prepare for this. Dripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody
1: circling his vulture rings. Negative, inepties. Everybody waiting for the fall of main. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run, I was born for this. Whip, whip. run me like a race Hold me like a riphorse. Break me down and build me up. I-
4: It takes. Hey Parkview, this week we dive into one of the most popular movie franchises of all time Free Willy. Ah, just kidding, Avengers. And we know for a fact that we have a lot of Avengers fans in this church. I got grandsons that are big Avengers fans. I mean, it is crazy. Uh, just watched Black Widow last night. Really good. I mean, I, I love it too. And we're not just covering one movie in this franchise. It's a, it's a new record we're doing too, Infinity War and Endgame, kind of morphing them together. But first, a word from last week, okay? My niece Dawn and her husband Sean pastor a church in Oregon, and uh, Dawn watches Parkview. She interned here and very close to our church, and every week they watch it on Sunday morning as they're getting ready for church with their kids because of the time difference. And last week, when I showed my picture of me in seventh grade, okay, here it is, uh, her kid, Lukey, who is five, said, Mama, it looks like that girl from that show. (laughs) And Dawn said what show, Lukey? And he said, Tooby-Doo. So I looked like Velma from Scooby-Doo to you, Lukey. Is that what you're saying? And there you go. That probably explains a lot. So you can call me P.T. now, or you can call me P.V. if you want to. Either way, whatever. Here's what's going on in Avengers. Thanos, super villain, right? Trying to get all the infinity stones, the space stone and the power stone and the mind stone and the reality stone and the soul stone, of course, and the time stone. And when he possesses all of the infinity stones, he'll have the ability with a snap of a finger to destroy half of the universe, which is what he wants to do because he's so conscientious about the overpopulation of the planet. You might have one of those really over-practical people in your family, too. You know, if you kids don't turn the lights off when you leave the room, half of you are... Anyway, so, so Bruce Banner, the Hulk, shows up to talk to Tony Stark, the Iron Man, the billionaire with the super cool suit, and a lot of personal issues to figure out. And all I know is I love Tony because every time he comes on, ACDC plays. So, you know, he's my favorite. So so the Hulk is like, hey, Tony, we got to get the band back together, dude. We got to join forces to defeat Thanos. And Tony is reluctant because he's had a falling out with Captain America, Steve Rogers, and wouldn't or couldn't reach out to him to patch it up. I mean basically the Avengers are junior hires when it comes to emotional intelligence. Am I right? So, so the irony, no offense junior hires, the irony of Avengers is that it's all about a group of superheroes who have to win the war within before they can win the physical battles and the challenges that are out there and it is no secret that That is kind of where we're all at, right? Even a person with all the best laid plans in the world can be sabotaged by their own pride, their own jealousy, their own anger, their own shame. I never forget that the Apostle Paul, who had more accomplishments in the faith and in the church than anyone else in his day, the guy who was writing most of the New Testament said it this way, so I find this law at work, law. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin that is at work within me. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul, with all of his wisdom and experience and faith, says it's not just my opinion that this is how it works, It's the law. It's the reality that we live in is that evil is right there alongside of me. It's walking alongside. And, And you may not be an Avenger, but you've signed up to do some good stuff in your life, and yet there's always a struggle. Am I right? So why is it like that? Why is it when we're trying to do good, maybe especially when we're trying to do good, there seems to be negativity lurking in the shadows? I love Bruce's comment, you know. Tony, listen to me.
1: thor has gone.
4: Thanos is coming. It doesn't matter who you're talking to or not. The problem with Tony was he was trying to fix blame for the problems that were going on, and that's what we want to do. We always want to blame somebody else for our problems but you can't live out God's purpose for your life if you're focused on yourself. Ephesians 6.12 says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against the mighty powers in this dark world, and against the evil spirits in heavenly places. I mean, this is an incredible spiritual truth. People often hurt us, but it's the evil one that, that uses them to get our focus off of what's going on in the world. He's the one who's causing them to wound us. He is the real enemy. In fact, Scripture says in 1 Peter 5.8, and I remind you of this often, stay alert, watch out, be alert, okay? For your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour recognize that the devil is trying to use your relationships. He's trying to get in them and break them down. He's trying to wound your life. He's, tr- he's in the middle of the conflicts. And the more you're trying to do good, the more he wants to mess you up. I live in this world, okay? Tony Stark needs a team of people together. He needs a squad to go fight Thanos because he's going to learn pretty soon that the odds are not in his favor. It's eight degrees off its axis. Gravitational pull is all over the place.
5: Yeah, we got one advantage. He's coming to us. We'll use it. All right, I have a plan. We're least the beginnings of one. It's pretty simple. We draw him in, pin him down, get what we need. Definitely don't want to dance with this guy. We just want the gauntlet. Are you yawning in the middle of this while I'm breaking it down, huh? Did you hear what I said?
3: Stop listening after you said we need a
5: plan. Okay, Mr. is on his own page. See, not winging it isn't really what they do. All right, just get over here, please. Mr. Lord, can you get your folks to circle up? Mr. Lord,
3: Star-Lord is fine. Tell him about the dance-off to save the universe.
5: What dance-off? It's not a... It's not a... It's not... I can
4: Footloose, the movie?
5: Exactly like Footloose. Is it still the greatest movie in history? It never was. Don't encourage this, all right? We're getting no help from Flash
2: Gordon here. Flash Gordon? By the way, that's a compliment.
1: Excuse
3: me? Does your friend... often do that?
5: Strange! We all right? Be back, Yarrow.
3: Hey, what was that?
5: Went forward in time. To view alternate futures. To see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? Fourteen million six hundred five. How many did we win?
4: One. So according to Doctor Strange, who took the Time Stone to look forward at all the possibilities, I know some of you are like, Wait, just just stay with me, okay? The odds of winning are not good. One in 14,605. And that's how some of you are looking at your future and your circumstances right now. I, I really understand that. Things don't look good. I just want to encourage you with your odds to quote that great theologian Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, only one out of 14 million. But my point is, Don't let the odds, the possibilities, the circumstances, your own failures, the insurmountable obstacles, the doctor's report, don't let those things determine whether you're going to give it a shot to live by faith because God is at his best when he's working against the odds. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, we felt we were doomed to die. We felt like we had a one in 14 million chance to survive our circumstances. If that's where you're at right now, I understand. We got COVID coming back. We got all these things going on around us. And I know exactly where some of you are. And we're all feeling helpless to a certain degree. I saw how powerless we were to help ourselves, but that was good. For then we put everything in the hands of God who alone can save us. Literally was texting with a guy who's got COVID and this was the discussion we were having just a minute ago and he did help us and he saved us from terrible death. Yes, and we expect him to do it again and again. What is it that you're fighting today? What is it that you're looking at and you're like, there's just no way. That kid's not coming back home. Our relationship is never going to be right. I'm never going to overcome the feeling of loss. I don't know how I'm ever going to get over this financial problem. The marriage seems to be shredded beyond the point of ever being repaired. It feels like one in 14 million. I'm here to tell you that God is a God who has been overcoming the odds since the beginning of time. And let me tell you something, you plus God always beats the odds. Don't worry about the chances being slim. God never looks at the odds and goes, oh, well, I don't know if we can handle this one right here. Matter of fact, I think he likes it when the odds are against him. So the Avengers team up and gather together to defeat Thanos. And guess what? It didn't work. They came up short. And Thanos gathered all the infinity stones and with one snap of his fingers, half the universe is gone. So the remaining Avengers, who are still alive, begin to plot. Okay, how in the world can we defeat Thanos once and for all? And then they come up with the idea of... Time travel. At some point, you got to always get to time travel, right? So they're going to go back in time and they're going to take the stones from him and they know they're going to need Tony Stark Iron Man to pull this off. But by now, Tony's kind of settled into his new little family life and he's like, you know what, I'm not going to worry about the universe anymore. And they make this pitch to him about time travel and he thinks it's absurd and he's comfortable with his life and there's no way he's going to get involved. So they leave, but Tony's got this thing stirring inside of him. And the possibility just won't let him go. What if? What if it's possible? What if we really could defeat Thanos?
5: All right, give me the eigenvalue of that particle factoring in spectral decomp?
4: That'll take a second.
0: Just a moment.
5: And don't worry if it doesn't pan out. I'm just kind of
0: model rendered. <laughs>
5: What are you doing up, little miss? What, the juice pops? What kind of one? Great minds think alike. Juice Pops, exactly, was on my mind. You done? Yeah? Now you are. That face goes there. the story? The story. Uh, once upon a time, we're going went to bed at the end.
3: That is a horrible story. Come on,
5: that's your favorite story. that you be tons. I love you three thousand. Not that it's a competition, but she loves me three thousand. Does she know. You were somewhere in the low six to nine hundred range. <laughs> what you reading?
1: It's the book on composting.
5: What's new with composting?
0: Interesting science.
5: I figured it out.
3: By the way.
0: And. You know, just so we're talking about the same thing. Time travel. What? Wow.
1: That's amazing and terrifying. That's right. We got really lucky. Yeah, I know. A lot of people didn't. No,
5: and I can't help everybody.
0: Sort of seems like you can.
5: Not if I stop. I can put a pin in it right now and stop.
1: Tony, trying to get you to stop has been one of the few failures of my entire life.
5: Something tells me I should put it in a lockbox and drop it to the bottom of the lake. You go to bed.
1: But would you be able to rest?
4: What an incredible question Pepper asked Tony. Would you be able to rest? You know the question we all have if we don't use the gifts and the talents that God has entrusted to us. Will we be able to rest? Will we really be at peace? You know, people ask me about retirement all the time. Is that, well, I don't see retirement. I mean, I, I appreciate that you may be done with your job and have the ability to do some other things, but in my life, I don't see retirement coming until my body can't function anymore. I don't see retirement. I don't. I don't see retirement very often in the Bible. No matter what's going on, you got a job to do, and I think for me, it would be like I would hear Pepper's question in my head. Would you really rest? I mean, yeah, maybe for a day or two, but then I'm gonna remember that God has a lot of stuff for us to do out there. You see, God has given us all gifts, and you have gifts that God has given you, and they're different than mine, and I have gifts that God has given me, and it's just so tempting, like Tony wanted, to just go ahead and forget about it and live a life of comfort. I know so many people who would say, I'm not a superhero. Yeah, I I know. Guess what? Neither am I. You can put my face in there if you want to, but that's not me. And guess what? Have you read the Bible? Because there weren't very many superheroes in the Bible. As a matter of fact, like the, the Sampsons and the people like that, they didn't necessarily do so well. It was usually the ones that didn't have the gifts and abilities that were the ones that changed the world. And please understand also that in the Old Testament, God worked through priests, and it was a very select group of people. But after Jesus came, everything changed, because now the Holy Spirit and His power and His presence lives in every follower of Jesus. And look at how God thinks of you. This is it. You, let's just look at me really close in the eyes. You are a chosen people. He's not talking to somebody else. He's talking to you, okay? Okay? you're a royal priesthood. I know a lot of you grew up with a different kind of a priesthood thing. No, that's you. Royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Are you really going to rest? Would you really rest if you didn't do what God gave you to do? The message paraphrase of this says, you are the chosen ones called by God, chosen for the high calling of the priestly work. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, he is called not a select little group of people, not just PT or PV or whatever you're gonna call me and my staff, but every follower of Jesus Christ to be a priest, to be a difference maker. That's what's referred to as the priesthood of all believers. It's how we're able to affect our community and our neighborhoods in Jesus' name. And how do we do it globally? It's the same thing. The neediest corners of the earth. My friend Ben Kacharis, one of my stinkling buddies, is in Kenya right now, and he just was talking to Mary Kamau about how things changed for them at Missions of Hope, and things changed for them drastically when myself and Eddie Loan and a couple of other guys went over there, and we came back. And Parkview and Ben's Church in Maryland and Westside in Springfield and some other churches really ramped it up and started sponsoring kids and sending teams. And it wasn't about the pastors. All we did was make you aware and you guys are changing Nairobi. And when Jesus' ministry opened for business, he enlisted ordinary people. Again, I love the chosen for this, to look at these ordinary people. He didn't go to the seminary. He didn't go to the rabbi school to find a pool of candidates. He went to the fishermen. He went to a guy who was a tax collector that nobody wanted to talk to. He said to the ordinary people, hey, why don't you follow me, and you be a minister, and you be a priest? I laugh when people say, well, Tim, do you believe women can be ministers? (laughs) Listen, in the family of God, there's no such thing as a woman who is not a minister. All women are ministers. All men are ministers. All teenagers are ministers. All 60-year-old dudes are are ministers. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. 1 Peter 2, each of you should use, each of you, watching me, should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others. And Tony was spot on. (laughs) And time travel worked, and the Avengers go back in time, and they steal the Infinity Stones from Thanos. And it seems like victory, but but Thanos and his order come back uh, to the present time to recapture the stones again. It's kind of mind-blowing. Here you go.
3: You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. I thought by eliminating half of life, the other half would thrive. But you've shown me that's impossible. And as long as there are those that remember what was, there will always be those that are unable to accept what can be. They will resist. Yep, we're all kinds of stubborn. I'm thankful. Because now, I know what I must do. I will shred this universe down to its last atom. And then, with the stones you've collected for me, create a new one. Teeming with life that knows not what it has lost, but only what it has been given. A grateful universe born out of blood. They'll never know it. Because you won't be alive to tell them. To do to your stubborn, annoying little planet. I'm gonna enjoy it very, very much.
4: What an epic scene. What I love in this scene is that Captain America grabs the hammer because Thor is not here and he calls out, Avengers, assemble because he knew defeating Thanos would not be possible alone, that we would be better together. And you heard me talk about that last week. That's the great truth of us as the church of Jesus Christ. We are in battle. We are very much better facing it with other people. I'm telling you, we're better together. And listen, when we come together and we assemble, when when our strength in Christ is stirred and encouraged, with each other in relationship with each other that is how it works here's what ecclesiastes says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if one of them falls down the other can help the other up i mean it can't get any more practical than that avengers assemble as a pastor i'm passionate about helping and resourcing you with the tools to be victorious over the evil one in your life and i'm telling you it doesn't happen when we do it alone this is why we're always encouraging you, what's the next step? Get in a group, be intentional. We had a ton of people sign up last week for, for Rooted and for the groups that we have. If you've thought about it and didn't do it, go go do it, okay? Go on our website and do it because we get infused with courage, we get infused with power from the Holy Spirit, we get infused with with faith when we gather together. It is the greatest thing you can do to defeat Thanos, the evil in your life. Our last scene reminds us that the victory always comes with sacrifice. There's no way to accomplish the things you dream without paying a (laughs) price.
1: Slark. Hey. This is sark Can you hear me? This is Peter. Hey.
3: Friday.
0: Life functions. Great.
1: We can rest now.
5: Everybody wants a happy ending, right? But it doesn't always roll that way. Maybe this time. I'm hoping if you play this back, it's in celebration. I hope families are reunited. I hope he get it back and something like a normal version of the planet has been restored. If there ever was such a thing. Epic forces of darkness and light that have come into play. And for better or worse, that's the reality Morgan's gonna have to find a way to grow up in. So I thought I'd probably better record a little greeting in the case of an untimely death on my part. I mean, not that death at any time isn't untimely. This time travel thing that we're gonna try and pull off tomorrow, it's, it's, it's got me scratching my head about the survivability of a home. That's the thing. And again, that's the hero gig. Part of the journey is the end. What am I even tripping for? Everything's going to work out
4: exactly the way it's supposed to.
5: I love you, 3,000.
4: It's a powerful moment. I love you, 3,000. That's such a great line. So Tony grabs the stones, and rather than half the universe being destroyed, all of evil just vanishes. And what really won the battle was not the strongest warriors or the biggest army; it was the greatest sacrifice. And some of you have seen enough of these movies to know that Tony Stark is not exactly uh, the image of Jesus Christ. Okay, he's not a sinless sacrifice. Um, so you know, don't don't uh, don't tell me I'm being heretical by you know doing this today. Okay. Um, but it was the sacrifice that made, that, that caused evil to vanish. And I just want to encourage you and help you to understand that even in the movies, they understand that. And, and you need to understand that that's built on the fact that that's how it worked in real life. You may not understand why God would send his son to the earth to die for you, but God loves you. 3,000. He loves you so much that he was willing to sacrifice his one and only son. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And don't forget the next verse. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I don't know what evil you're facing right now, what Thanos is in your life, what difficulty, insurmountable odds or circumstances you're dealing with. I don't know who's hurt you. I, I, I don't know the things in you. I, I don't know who you're blaming right now. What, what if you just let all that go for a moment and instead focus on God? Because real purpose in overcoming your enemy starts with a right relationship with Jesus and I wanna invite you into that right now. If you're trying to overcome these odds, it's time for us to pray, and we will have communion in just a few moments for you to be able to commune with God. And I'm just telling you that the first thing you need to do is get your relationship right with God. So would you pray with me? Jesus, we come to you right now saying thank you for the sacrifice that you made, and as we As we think about this, even from the Avengers, I know it's crazy, but I know you use stories to illustrate your point. Uh, forgive us if we're being blasphemous right now, but I want to use everything I can to turn people back to you and what you did for us. And right now, we understand that every movie that, that has a sacrifice in it for mankind, that every, every veteran that thought they were going to or did put their life on the line, every officer, every person who knows that they may have to sacrifice for another person for a greater cause, that's based on the fact that we know that that was the only way that we get to be free, that freedom came with a price. And we know as believers, Jesus, that that price was you, that you gave yourself for us. And Lord, if there are people listening to me right now, wherever they are, we have people all over the world listening to us, Lord, wherever they are, Help them to know that even though they may actually be pretty far away from the south suburbs of Chicago, that you are so close that you whisper and they hear it, that you are right there with them and let them open their heart up to you and say, Jesus, thank you for sacrificing for me. Thank you for rising again so that I know that I can be free from thanos from the devil from evil from from covid from whatever it is that's knocking me down i know that someday i will be free of it forever and i know that right now you've given me the power to live through whatever's going on and i'm going to band together with other believers so that we can do it together jesus i accept your grace lead me i'm going to follow It's in your name that we pray, amen.
2: Such a good message, such a powerful reminder. And I gotta be honest, when I found out we were doing a Marvel movie, I might've gotten a little too excited. Uh, It's probably the nerdiest thing about me, how much I love Marvel. And uh, so much so that a couple months ago, my fiance surprised me with a trip to uh, this Marvel exhibit that was in town. We've got a couple pictures up on the screen for you. And we walked through and as I'm, you know, getting a little too excited walking through the exhibit, I had this moment where I just slowed down and I thought, how crazy is this? This movie that I've watched, these superheroes I've looked up to throughout all my life, I'm actually getting a behind-the-scenes look at the story. It's not just a story that I'm watching anymore, it's actually a story that I'm part of, a story that was made for me, for our entertainment, but yes, for us. And I think when we come into a time like communion, sometimes it can feel like, We're looking at God from the outside looking in. Maybe we're not totally there quite yet. The whole thing might not make total sense to us. But the sacrifice of Jesus is something we hear about. Something that we know affects us. And communion gives us a chance to sit and be part of the story. As we hold those elements that represent the body and the blood that was shed for us on the cross. The greatest sacrifice of all time that proves he loves us way more than 3,000. And my prayer for you is that as we take communion today, that can become a reality for you. So on your way, and hopefully you grabbed one of our communion packets, there's a thin layer for the wafer, and then below that, another layer for the uh, juice. And I'm gonna come back out in a moment, we're gonna commune together, but I wanna just take a moment for each one of us to reflect on the words we just heard, the sacrifice that affects each one of us, and the love God has for us today. And I'm gonna come back out, and we'll commune together. got to be the greatest superhero move that brings us all to an eternal life. And as we remember that, I want to invite you to take the body, the bread. The bread and the body that was broken for each one of us, take and eat. And the cup, which represents the blood that was shed for us, take and drink. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us so much. For the greatest sacrifice at all time that allows us to have an eternal and an everlasting life with you. God, help us remember that. Help us remember our Savior who lives with us and allows us to have peace that comes from only you. We love you. And it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Well, quick reminder for those of you who might looking to be getting plugged in around the church, maybe into Rooted. We've got a Rooted booth right out those doors. If you've got any questions about Rooted or any next steps you're looking to take. And as we do that, I'll invite you to stand. And as you stand, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you peace this day and forevermore. Have a great weekend, everyone.